Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever and whenever you are in the world, you're listening to the ninth edition of the Scottish Field podcast, released on the 19th of May 2021. As ever, thanks for joining us. My name's Kenny Smith and I'm the web editor of Scottish Field, and over the next 25 minutes or so, we're going to bring you more exclusive interviews, as you can find out about the Scottish Field Whiskey Challenge and how to join us for the awards night, as well as how to take advantage of a special offer and subscribe to our digital edition and get a free book in an offer that ends at the end of this month. This week, we're joined by John Boyle, my colleague in all things whisky at Scottish Field, as well as our sister magazine Cask and Still. And later on, popping in will be Elizabeth Newman, the Pitlochry Festival Theatre's artistic director, who will be telling us about their events over the coming months. Every month, Scottish Field brings you the best of all things Scottish. Heritage, interiors, antiques, gardens, wildlife, motoring, whisky and country news, as well as interviews with famous Scots names. Our June edition is now in shops, priced £4.75, and you can buy it online too. I'll share those details with you before the end of today's podcast, along with our special subscription offer, where you can get a free copy of Sam Hewan's new book, Clanlands, While Stocks Last. As I just mentioned, the June edition of Scottish Field is now available, and joining me to chat about one of the features in this edition, the Whiskey Challenge, is my colleague, John Boyle. Uh, my name is John Boyle. I look after the commercial advertising sales for whiskey and all things drink in Scottish Field. I run Cast and Still magazine, look after the Whiskey Awards for Scottish Field as well. John, in the current issue, we have a feature on the Scottish Field Whiskey Challenge. So tell us all about that as you've been very closely involved in getting that up and running. Yes, I mean, this is quite a, a big year for us. This is our 21st Whiskey Awards anniversary and we run three challenges throughout the year. The Summer Challenge, which is for new expressions from the 1st of January 2020 to the 1st of January 2021, where we had 43 bottles, which gets blind tasted by our 10 long-standing judges. So we obviously get the scores for that, calculate them, and we announce the winners in the June edition, which is out now, and for different categories, an overall winner. So it's a cracking read to be honest, from all different types of whiskies, single malts, blends, from all over the country. We then have a further two challenges, which is the Reader's Challenge, which I've recently just picked 10 readers to come along to the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society in Edinburgh, Blind Taste, the whiskies that I source over Scotland, and then the top three of those will go through to the grand final, which again is a blind tasting. And this is the judges' choices where they'll choose five whiskies, blends, three different price categories, and a wild card. And the winners from the two challenges previously go there, and then we'll be announcing the winners at the Sheraton Grand Hotel in Edinburgh. Fantastic. The judges we've got, it's not just any old Tom, Dick and Harry. We've got some people with authority here who know the industry and who know their whiskey. Absolutely. You know, we've got people like Blair Bowman, obviously, you know, the World Whiskey Day. We've got Robin Russell, who runs and owns Robbie's Drams in Ayrshire. Darren Leach, who looks after whiskey shops up and down the country. Douglas Wood from Woodwinter's Wines. Vince Frenzel from Lugans Bottle Shops. We've got, say, Mark Angus from Gordon McPhail as well. We've got everybody from all walks of life within the industry. You know, we've got Gillian from the Paper Whiskey Bar, Mandy from the Curly Q. So we've got people who are selling it, running bars, and very much have a, a good foothold in the industry. I would class them as an expertise in the industry. 
And in the magazine, we've got the feature where there's 43 whiskies been tried and we named the top 10. Did you try any of them yourself, John? Of course, of course. There's a beauty about the job, uh, Kenny, is I get to, to take a wee sample away with them as well. But yeah, 43 whiskies, the top 10, and obviously the number one they are winning, uh, which is a blend, but I'll leave that to the, the listeners to go and get a copy and see who's won. And then we have the three categories. So some absolute cracking whiskies in this, this, this first challenge of the year, but also one to watch as well. You know, we, there was a lot of young whiskies, which are new releases. You know, they've also got to mature as well, but for... But what I tasted, you know, there's, there's some big things to come from some of these distilleries like McBean, Tyler Asset, and Ard Murkin as well. So there's, there's a lot to watch out for the next few years. And of course, if there's anybody listening who wants to come along for the actual award ceremony, then they can do so, can't they? They certainly can. We'd love to us to see our, our readers come along to the to celebrate with the um, rough shoulders with the distilleries throughout Scotland. We've opened up a, a ticket site which you'll be able to get from the link on our social media, on our website, in the magazine, and we'll put up for ticket sales to come along and enjoy and celebrate and also taste some of the winning whiskies. We've got tasting stations throughout the, throughout the room in the, uh, the Sheraton Grand where you can taste some of the whiskies themselves, which I think is you know, quite, a big, quite a big benefit for everybody to come along. This is the first time the event's been held at the Sheraton and there's a three-course meal included in the ticket price. Three course will be so you get to your, your glass of Prosecco when you come in. You get to listen to my dulcet tones for maybe 10, 15 minutes as I say hello and then pass it over to, to someone yet to be announced. And then obviously you'll enjoy the, the awards ceremony followed by a three course meal. We also give you a, our whiskey supplement to take away with some miniatures as well. And then you can obviously walk around the, the hall tasting some nice whiskies. you know, ranging from £40, sometimes up to £700 pound a bottle that gets put in here. I just really enjoy the night, to be honest. Yep. And what date's that taking place on? Yeah, that is the 29th of October at the Sheraton Grand in, uh, in Edinburgh. Fantastic. And listeners can find details, as you said, on the story on our website that accompanies this episode of the podcast. So, John, the other thing, of course, you handle is Cask and Still magazine, which is Scottish Field's sister publication. So can you tell us a bit about it as a magazine? Yeah, Cast and Still, we've sort of followed on the success that Scotch Field has with, with whiskey and followed its success to open up to everything from sort of grape to grain, really. We cover beers, wines, whiskey, gins, and anything, obviously, that, that wants to promote into the Scottish marketplace. And that comes out twice a year. And you can pick that up from your local bottle shops or, or visitor centres throughout the country as well. And what basically what we're doing for Cast and Still this year is quite exciting in the background. We launched Cast and Still Asia social media to try and cover that marketplace with the brand as well. The social media on Cast and Still at the moment, we're giving away a lot of prizes. We are dropping off a, a hamper worth £150. Quite a big thing for us is we're going to be launching the Cast and Still Trails mobile phone app, which is a pocket guide to people who are staying in the country, who are traveling up you know, to Scotland, who have got affiliation with whiskey. And they want to plan out their, their whiskey holiday trip. And they can go into different regions within Scotland through the app. You can see what whiskey visitor centres are there, what bars are in the region, where to stay accommodation-wise. And you can go and book your, your visitor centre experience through the app. Um, it's just one, you know, it's just one mobile phone to have all the information of what Scotland has to offer in the whiskey industry. The app is up and running at the moment. There's a version with three of the regions, I believe, at the moment. 
It's got three trails up, Kenny, at the moment, because initially when we launched it, it was about two months before the lockdown happened. So we've got Edinburgh, Bayside and Glasgow and Ayrshire live at the moment. Um, I'll be launching the final eight trails, which will all be live on the 31st of May. It's free to download as well. You can download it at Apple and, and the Google Play Store. Completely free of charge to download. And you just take it away on holiday and you can spend time. I don't know about your view, but I like looking through things when I'm going on holiday. What to do, where to stay, and try and plan out. Because you've only got a certain amount of time on holiday and I want to see as much as I possibly can. So we think that this app is a, is a perfect opportunity and, and tool for people to have. What makes a good whiskey for you? The history, I think, behind whiskey is always fascinated me and uh, I love to find out more about the distillery you know where it started from what water it uses I've got a unique experience where I'm actually out in the road quite a lot so I get to visit the distilleries and find out a bit more about the history that alone helps with my experience and your sort of senses towards towards the whiskey tasting you know I'm not a massive peat fan although I love a Buna Habin uh, this one's not really heavy on the, on the peat side of things uh, I'm more of a sort of Sherry, sort of maybe floral, speyside. That's my sort of region. Interesting, because I found that I found that the smoky whiskies go quite well with a bit of ginger beer or ginger ale. Yeah, no, I actually I love doing whiskey pairings. You know, I say I do like the odd ones where I maybe get smoked cheese or get some salmon or mussels with a you know if you get smoked mussels with a an isle of whiskey, they go really, really well as well. I tend to hold these like, little little whiskey tastes just as you get drunk really, but what whiskey tasting from my pals. Just to get organised. So, John, finally, before we go, what is your favourite whisky? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. My choice of whisky, I think, certainly this year at the moment, is I've got a 30 year old Buna Habin in my cupboard, which I have been dipping into every so often. And to me, that is an absolutely beautiful dram, fantastic dram, which I, I celebrated World Whisky Day on Saturday with a dram of that. John, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Kenny. As John just mentioned, there is a web link on which you can get tickets for the Whiskey Awards. You can get these at, and I'll read this out slowly, www.beautifultickets.com forward slash events forward slash Scottish hyphen field hyphen whiskey, and that's whiskey without an E, hyphen awards hyphen 21st, that's in numbers 21st hyphen anniversary. You can also get links for the Cask and Still app at play.google.com forward slash store forward slash apps forward slash details question mark id equal sign com dot scottish dot field, which isn't at all a mouthful. And if you've got an iPhone, you can get it at apps.apple.com forward slash GB forward slash app forward slash cask hyphen still forward slash ID 147951181845. As I mentioned earlier, we have a very special subscription offer which is valid until the end of May 2021. For just £50, that's 5050, you get a three-year digital subscription and a free hardback copy of Sam's book Clanlands, which is worth £20 on its own. And that's while stocks last. To subscribe and access this very special offer, 
visit www.mymagazinesub.co.uk forward slash Scottish Field forward slash promo forward slash Club Sub Zero One. And joining us now is our second guest, Elizabeth Newman, who is the Pitlochry Festival Theatre's Artistic Director. With COVID restrictions beginning to lift, the Pitlochry Festival Theatre have an exciting outdoor summer season planned. Just yesterday, they announced the casting for the long-awaited stage premiere of David Gregg's new play, Adventures with the Painted People, which will open in Pitlochry from the 10th of June until July 4th. So here's Elizabeth to tell us all about it. My name's Elizabeth Newman and I'm the Artistic Director of Pitlochry Festival Theatre. So could you tell us a wee bit about the Pitlochry Festival Theatre and its history? Yeah, so Pitlochry Festival Theatre is 70 this year. We began our life in a tent, thanks to an extraordinary man, John Stewart, and many other great people who supported him to erect a massive tent in Pitlochry, a tent theatre post-World War II. John had this vision of coming to Pitlochry and creating this brilliant festival after the war as a celebration of, of just yeah, the end of the war. Um, so it's been going for 70 years, as I said before. For the last nearly 40 years, it's been in a building. So they were in the tent for a few decades and then decided because of the glorious Highland Perthshire weather, what would be a good idea is to is to build a building to mean that it could, you know, run in any any of the elements. And for the last three years since I arrived, we've now been an all year round producing theatre. So historically, we only did the summer and then at different points, different artistic directors have added an autumn show or John Dern brilliantly added the Winter Words Festival during his tenure and um, I guess my job was to yeah get us up and running all year round producing plays and making work with and for everyone in Scotland yeah so they can bob along at any point and there'll be something on or something for them to participate in. So what's your background how did you come to be involved here? I was running a theatre in Bolton in Lancashire. I was there for 10 years and nearly 10 years. And I was approached about the job, about coming to Pitlochry because they were going uh, forward with some big changes, which included a capital redevelopment. And I've done a couple of capital projects in theatres. And they thought that I might be a, a good fit because as well as being an artistic director who uh, leads an organisation. I also make theatre, so I'm a theatre maker. I, I direct plays and, and design as well. So they were looking for somebody who could offer artistic direction, but also make the work with the team as well. How big a challenge has the past year or so been with COVID? COVID has been the most extraordinary challenge for Pitlochry. It's changed everything at the start of the pandemic because Pitlochry is so dependent on earned income we had to really shrink the organisation in order to survive. Now a year and a bit on we're in the situation where we're beginning to reinflate the organisation very very slowly but as everybody knows we're now in May 2021 and the pandemic is very much not over. We still have extreme rules around social distancing and not everyone has been vaccinated so so it's very, very different, but it has led to us doing lots of things that we were planning to do and brilliant things that we'll carry on doing. 
all of our work online, all of our work on our virtual stages. We've launched an entirely new platform called Soundstage. And all of these things have happened because of the pandemic. And now we're about to go into a full summer season outdoors, which we've never done before across our 11 acre campus, which feels a little bit like going back to our roots and somewhat poetic considering we're 70. Feels slightly closer to the tent than anything else. But we're doing a full summer outdoors to celebrate our 70th birthday to mean we can welcome people back. But that will also help with the COVID situation. What are the logistics of having to move everything traditionally from indoors to outside? What's been the biggest challenge? Um, There are lots of challenges really with going outdoors, not least the fact that you still need spaces for people to perform and audiences to be an audience and they can take different forms. So we have been building an amphitheatre in the garden or reconceiving something that was imagined years and years ago to mean that audiences can have a quite a a more traditional theatre experience outdoors. We then have lots of events and performances on our lawn at the front, which are far more informal in the way the audience are seated, but um, still have a formal tone with the way they're produced. So there's lots of differences. But I guess the big thing is you can't really move what you do indoors, outdoors. What you have to do is conceive it for outdoors. And I guess that's the biggest challenge that we've faced the whole way along the global pandemic journey is... Can we go in? Can we not go in? What would it mean if we went in? What does it mean if we go outside? What will that mean? What will the restrictions be outside? So it's that constant scenario planning that's been a challenge. So what can you tell us about this year's festival from when it begins and when it runs until what are the highlights that you're looking forward to most? Well, we are opening our summer season on the 29th of May, but not on campus but in the Serenity Garden up the road in Holy Trinity Church where we're producing Kenneth Stevens' River Song, a new dramatic poem. We are then producing work on site from the 3rd of June which begins with musical theatre concerts so throughout the summer we're having lots of concerts, musical theatre and opera for audiences to enjoy as well as a family show of Wind in the Willows and Alice in Wonderland World which launches mid-July. We then open Adventure of the Painted People by Scotland's most loved and prolific playwright, David Gregg, which opens um, at the beginning of June. So in a few weeks time, I might be off to rehearsal in a minute. And we play that in the amphitheatre. And then after that, the amphitheatre has lots of performances in rep. So we have an evening with Agatha Christie. Jekyll and Hyde, A Night by the River Tay, which is a series of new work. We also have some fantastic um, Gaelic storytelling and Gaelic music. So a real diverse diet over the course of the the three and a bit months that we're open. There are 17 different performance events that you can experience. And we end the offering of the, the whole of the summer with Requiem, which is a new piece by Joe Clifford and Leslie Orr, which helps us to go on a process a a ritual to connect with each other about what has happened during COVID-19. And of course there's things for the younger ones there because you've got Wind in the Willows and Alice in Wonderland World as well. Yeah absolutely so we're endeavouring to cater for all ages and that really does feel very important right now is bringing lots of people together from all over who maybe haven't seen each other 
that we can be a place where people can come together outdoors really safely and have a great afternoon out or a great evening out and make some memories because I think that's been the big thing about the pandemic is is it's caused incredible loneliness and for people to feel very very isolated and distant from each other but it's also meant that no one's made new memories in the way that they would have hoped to maybe. You mentioned there about people staying in contact. What can you tell me about Telephone Club? Telephone Club was an initiative we launched at the beginning. I was very anxious. I mentioned loneliness before that people would be would begin to experience isolation, which is obviously what happened and would become well depressed because that's what happens. So it was our offering to try and in some small way alleviate that. And it is a small way, you know, it's certainly not solving the challenge, but it's an offer to anybody, any member of the public who'd like someone to talk to. We call them and we keep them company. And there's been many people that we've been calling week on week now for 15 months since the start of the pandemic. That's an absolutely amazing initiative. And it's incredible just to show that you've got that connection with the community and the people who like to come along. I take it you've got people who come back year after year to see what's on. At the theatre yeah we do we have definitely have our regulars who love pit lockery and are very much looking forward to it being back up and running and finally for those who've never been what would you say to them who are maybe thinking oh what's this all about is it worth a visit well first of all um everyone's welcome so uh, we hope you will come and visit there's certainly lots of different things for you to do lots of different kinds of dramas and productions you know there's everything from Chekhov and Dostoevsky to Wind in the Willows and a nice aria from an Italian opera so there's there's lots for you to do there's lots for you to see and we just want people to have a brilliant time so we really hope that you feel like a trip to Pilocri. The landscape is breathtaking and we can't think of anything better than producing art in the hills. And for those looking for more information, where can they find your website? Our website is www.pitlockeryfestivaltheatre.com and all of our information is on our website. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And I would also recommend going to our YouTube channel where you can see throughout the pandemic, we've been offering three pieces of art a day to audiences to keep them company. And there's loads of different fun things to watch on the YouTube channel as well. Fantastic. Elizabeth, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks to Elizabeth for her time. And you can find out more, as she said, at www.pitlochryfestivaltheatre.com. Talking of all things online, you can follow Scottish Field on our social media. You can find us on Twitter at www.twitter.com forward slash Scottish Field. We have a Facebook page which you can like, www.facebook.com forward slash Scottish Field. Or you can see our Instagram page at www.instagram.com forward slash Scottish Field Mag. That's M-A-G at the end. And of course, you can pop by our website, www.scottishfield.co.uk, which contains unique content you won't find in the print magazine. That's all we've got time for in this week's episode, but we'll be back next week with another edition of the podcast. So, be here or be somewhere else. This has been the Scottish Field Podcast. Be seeing you.